0: stop that's a fifth sack by the 49ers and that's five sacks for this defense in each of
1: the last three games and it's blocked up into the air and spinning inside the 10 picked up and a touchdown hafanga got the return for the touchdown
0: after the block by jordan willis yo 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 what's up everybody and welcome to tap room sports a sports podcast unlike any other podcast around that's right because it's about two of the greatest things on this planet sports and beer i'm your host jordan stacks on stacks on stacks Lats. joined as always by my man mr big ballin stupid hot ben larson
1: <laughs>
0: how are you doing it. this how are you doing tonight ben
1: I'm good, man. Uh, as you said, coming off a really fucking hot weekend, so I am. Uh, i loving life. Six and zero. What two weeks ago for the wild card playoffs? Four and zero this last week for uh, the divisional round, and my bankroll is feeling good right now. Hell yeah, man! Can't complain about that. How you doing, <clears throat>
0: Andy? Wins a fucking Shohei Otani rookie card raffle to to go on top of it. I mean, dude, I'll take it the luck is like at an all-time high right now. I wish you were here this weekend with me so you could have given me some of that luck on the tables. But <laughs> I, I did go buy a, a lotto ticket, so hopefully it, it continues. Yeah, we'll, I'll say that. We got our fingers crossed, but man, great weekend. Obviously, we're recording this on Monday night as I was uh, feeling myself this weekend. One <laughs> hey, year older. Weekend, man. Yeah, one year older. My cousin came out. Haven't seen him in four years, so had to spend some time with them and oh, it was yeah. awesome to see him but we got a lot to talk about man i was i really wanted to do the show last night obviously you had uh um, barrels and biscuits as well so mm. glad we're here now but i mean the reaction last night would have been spectacular oh, not yeah. to mention i was i was like fucking 18 beers deep at that point <laughs> i was only drinking stella dude which is like a little bit heavier than water yeah <laughs> so it's true. really, I was just peeing all night <laughs> <laughs> but that's you know that's a different story but uh yeah man definitely stoked to be here tonight Ben and I'm even after this weekend dude I'm here drinking two great
1: craft beers gotta do it gotta do it for the show so uh you know as Jordan mentioned we are we're gonna be reviewing some beers on the show and um we we kind of wanted to make this show be like we were sitting at a bar talking sports drinking some good beers and uh we wanted to bring that to you so each episode we're going to be reviewing two beers each we're going to be uh drinking it as we go making some comments here and there and uh at the end of the show we're going to we're going to review these give these scores out of five and uh, let you know what we think is a good beer and what we think is a bad beer and it's okay to have some bad beers so i just poured out one uh this weekend because it was just kind of meh and uh and, and not really worth, yeah not really worth drinking so um that doesn't mean y'all might like it but uh you know for me it just it wasn't uh it, it didn't hit that spot but really we just want you to get out there we want you to try some new beers we want you to visit those uh you know those local breweries hit a, a bottle shop and and support that's the biggest thing that uh, that these breweries need. Another way to do that is to go to Devour. Go to devour.com or download the Devour app. Use promo code TAPROOM and that gets you $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. In some cases, that's two free beers. Uh, And these are beers all throughout the United States. It gets delivered straight to your front door. And um, man, it is some quality, quality stuff. I just got a shipment in today. But uh, I had these beers picked out for for yesterday, so these are not devour beers. But uh, you'll be seeing some within the next couple weeks, that's for sure. But uh, Hmm. tell me what your first one is of the night.
0: My first beer tonight is a uh, from a brewing company. I've had one of their beers before uh, from Lone Pine. I reviewed it, uh, I think, like a couple weeks ago. Um, But Lone uh, Lone Pine out of portland maine
1: okay
0: all right this the is the portland, slush yeah. yep this is the slush punch um imperial sour ale
1: okay. so it
0: has cherry orange pineapple lemon it is a lactose beer Ben. so you cannot drink it i'm sorry Yikes. um but yeah dude the aroma is definitely like very fruity the taste is fruity um oh, i mean i'll First couple of sips I, I'm very much enjoying this right now like, oh, yeah. this is my kind of sour
1: What's the percentage on that?
0: 7.5
1: okay not not, uh, not bad for an imperial so definitely uh, can drink one or no, two or three of those uh, nope. if, if that's what's uh, on on the plate for the night nice. so I'm gonna go with one that comes from a, um, a pretty well-known brewery uh, this is you know one of my first times seeing it and um, this is the atomic torpedo from sierra nevada so we have the regular torpedo ipa double ipa which is a great beer um so when i saw this uh, atomic torpedo i definitely had to get it so it's a juicy west coast ipa so they mix the two styles of the east coast the juicy east coast ipas uh with the west coast ipa to kind of just get a little bit uh, of uh, difference in a beer um so this is this is clear um which is you know, definitely good. You aren't going to be, uh, you know, feeling like you ate a whole loaf of bread after drinking it, but, um, you get some fruit flavors in there. You get some, some pine flavors from, uh, you know, from the hops and coming in at 8.2. It's a, it's a pretty hefty double IPA here. Um, so I'm excited for this one. Um, a West coast IPA sounds delicious right now best man the Absolutely.
0: absolute best dude man that's interesting um uh, where'd you get that one
1: this like came Asken from uh, yeah no uh from my local bottle shop at Brandon wine and liquors oh so, nice dude yeah and they had it in the uh what is it 19.2 ounce can so you know you can just drink one of these especially at 8.2 and be feeling good be feeling yourself yeah
0: it's a so little funny because My cousin is like you. He's a whiskey drinker first. Like that's his Mm. preferred drink on the rocks. And you know, yesterday we're at the we're at the book drinking beer, and he's like, "Dude, I don't understand how you could drink beer all day." Like he's like, "I feel like (laughs) I've," he's like, "I feel like I've eaten like fucking a pizza already." (laughs) Yep. Oh, absolutely,
1: (laughs) absolutely. Especially with the hazies that we all have out there.
0: Yeah, I was. I told him I was like, "Bro, I can't drink like this many." good beers i mean i'm drinking stella dude It's like water yeah. yep <laughs> it makes Absolutely. it easy but man let's hop into let's hop into yesterday let's hop into this weekend let's talk some nfl football so man what a fucking weekend let me say yeah. like not only was it my birthday weekend but i was we were blessed with great football dog like we we talked last week how there were so many blowouts and then this week was the complete opposite. All yep. one possession games. I mean, just some excellent football. Uh, three out of four dogs covered. Week before, five out of six favorites covered. Mm-hmm. So I mean, complete reversal of what happened a week ago. Um, and just some some really great games, dude. So let's just let's get it started. Let's kick it off with the first game: the Bengals and the Titans. Bengals won nineteen to sixteen. Really tried to give that game away too. They had a 11 point lead I think it was at one point yep um and we said it the week before too Ben about the Bengals is like they had a good lead against the Raiders and like they probably should have lost that game like they didn't play well in the second half and the same thing was kind of resembling here dude yeah I mean you know that was that they uh Burrow did have that one interception which kind of changed everything and I mean that was a crazy interception but as a First question, As if you're a Bengals fan, are you worried about the Bengals going into Kansas City next week? And my second question is, you know, we talked on APR and really the main topic of the week because everybody listens to our show was, you know, Tennessee was getting like it felt like everyone was overlooking them as a one seed and we're just like, oh, they're trash. And, you know, they ended up being like that. But yeah. i felt like that narrative was like continuing through into the weekend and it was almost like all right dude they went from like underrated to like now it's like that's all everyone's talking about yeah which is never well, a good thing
1: no it definitely isn't and i mean we talked about it a lot The the titans didn't really win any big games this year and that was a huge no they won of- a
0: lot of big games that's why they were in they beat the Rams, the Bills. They had the best record against playoff teams. I think they were like 5-3 and three against playoff teams.
1: They lost... They... I mean... They lost okay. to the
0: Cardinals, the Steelers. But I think those are the... And the Patriots. But when they played the Patriots, they had no A.J. Brown, no Julio Jones, and no Derrick Henry. I mean, it's hard to win against anybody when you when you're missing all your skill players
1: yeah but i mean even looking at these games so that they, <clears> they won i mean yeah you know, you've got the niners you've got the rams you've got the colts um the chiefs when the chiefs were playing like trash but i mean you look at all these other games where they got their wins and they they're not that great of wins i mean you're, you're, they, got Fox, in, you're they got better wins in you're talking got better wins in basically everyone else in the playoffs
0: right now the Niners' two best wins are the Rams. Yeah. The, um, the Bengals' best wins are against banged-up AFC North teams for the most part, and then the Chiefs, which is a great win. The Rams, I mean, they beat Tampa and the Cardinals, but outside of that, they didn't
1: really beat any good teams. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess you're right. I didn't, I didn't necessarily look at other – at the other teams that are left here but i mean we just had so many question marks going in with the titans and you know how they were going to play you know with derrick henry versus without derrick henry you know henry didn't necessarily get too much you know action here you know in this in this game this weekend i think he had what 68 yards not 62 yards off of 20 carried the ball 20 times though yeah which is you know definitely good but not the derrick henry that we're used to um i think a lot of uh you know Foreman's carries you know okay his whole four um would have you know been pushed to Henry but you know they didn't they i think their big problem was that they just didn't have that that cohesion and Cincinnati's defense did kind of come out and and play a good football game um you know keeping them to 16 points you know even with that turnover there um I'm I'm more of surprised that that the Titans did get that one seed that they got there um with how they were playing without Derrick Henry um and I think that was just a a huge question mark I mean AJ Brown is probably going to be your only you know major I guess you could put Julio there but you know Julio's kind of getting closer towards the end of his career and you know, he's not as much of a threat as he used to be. And I think that's something that Tennessee needs to kind of focus on this off season to get one more, one more offensive threat that can really change the game. Well,
0: I mean, first I want to tip my cap to the Tennessee Titans because they did have a hell of a season, especially given the circumstances. Yeah. And I mentioned on APR, like, you know, the big reason for that is their head coach, Mike Vrabel you know? And the reason why they were being overlooked as a one seed is because when you look at Tennessee as a team, like you can't hang your hat on any one thing they do like exceptionally well. Like they're a middle of the road offensive team. They're a middle of the road defensive team. And they're Mm -hmm. like an average special teams team. So they just have great wins. How they got those wins is like, I mean, the bills game, You know, one possession, the Niners game, a lot of crazy shit had to go their way. Ball bounced Mm. the right way. And you know, the unfortunately the ball didn't bounce their way in this game, and that was really the difference because Tannehill's third interception was on the receiver because he didn't come back to the ball, and it was tipped up interception, and that was really the biggest difference in this game. If they didn't have that interception, they probably go on and win and win this game. So yeah. I mean, I get why people are overlooking them. They aren't a great team. But it's like I was trying to explain to Eddie, like you could you could say Tannehill is not a good quarterback. I think we all agree on that. He's not a great elite quarterback. Yeah. But there's very few he's of those guys. Dude. Yeah. yeah, there's very yeah. few of, of these elite quarterbacks that they don't just grow on trees. And for him to yeah. get this many wins this year, like you can't just shit on the guy and be like, oh, he's still – like, dude, he led a team without – Three of its best skill players for a majority of the season to the fucking one seed, uh, yeah, crazy shit had to happen. I'm not disagreeing, but still, like, can't just shit on the guy. Um, Yeah, but one I think clinch. the one thing too is that he faced a great quarterback and Joe Burrow. I mean, oh, Joe yeah. Burrow, dude, under pressure, nine sacked nine times. Ben and that dude was never phased. Like he just next play steps right up, throws a fucking dart, dude.
1: Yeah. Like 348 yards, is... incredible nuts uh, and i don't think we kind of predicted that you know too much especially not having boyd in the mix here too you've got chase and higgins you know taking up most of uh most of the yardage there uh, over 205 yards to get uh, combined just between chase and higgins then you've got uh what is it azuma um who oh, played a hell on. of a game you've got Mixon with 51 receive uh yeah receiving yards um and then you've got Tyler Board, Boyd, two for 17 there. Um, so, I mean, they really stretched the field, which is, I, I think, why they won that game. Um, they just have, you know, we we say, you know, there's a couple teams that just have so many options, you know, Green Bay being one of them that, that can catch the ball, that can make a difference. And, I think we are really finally seeing the Cincinnati offense as, you know, what they can do now. It's just up to their defense to, you know, play a top level game to kind of push Whoa. things forward. And I don't know if they're going to be able to do that against Kansas city because that's another incredibly potent offense, much more potent than the Titans. I absolutely agree with you.
0: But another big thing that has, you know, hampered them in this postseason season is they haven't been scoring touchdowns. Yeah. And you have to score touchdowns against the chiefs dude you can't settle for field goals
1: yeah yeah you know no absolutely mean? not absolutely not i mean we and saw I- that with buffalo taking a couple chances here and there because they knew that you can't win if you don't score touchdowns yep
0: um before we get to the other saturday night, night, saturday night game let's transition to that chiefs bills game because i think you you brought up a good point there uh obviously the best game of the weekend by yep. far Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the best football games I've ever seen in my life, dude. Especially that last, like, four minutes in the fourth quarter was three, three touchdowns insane. in four minutes. Yeah. Absolutely insane. But one thing that's being talked about all day today, Ben, is does the NFL need to change the overtime rules, like how it is in college where both offenses get the ball? Like, what's your what's your thoughts
1: on that? I don't necessarily think that both offenses should get the ball. Um, I don't remember who. I, to be honest, it might have been um, – uh, McAfee, um was saying that you just need to alter those overtime uh, the overtime rules just a little bit and make it so if the team gets a touchdown and scores a two-point conversion um, then it's then it's over if they just get the touchdown then you can you know flip the ball over and and kind of go in and try for some extra you know some extra football there I think just adding on that two-point conversion changes everything there because if you don't get it. You're only up six points and the other team can come back and, and score a touchdown, hit the, uh, you know, the extra point kick and win the game there. So you're really taking a huge risk and going for two to end it. If you know, and that gives both teams a more likely shot of getting a, you know, a second chance there.
0: I mean, I, I, I get the point, dude. I, I definitely understand it. I, I just don't get the argument because I keep hearing all day today. It's like, well, in hockey, they don't have, you know, one team gets a puck and if they score, it's over. And I'm like, yeah, they do. That's what sudden death is, dude. Like the opposing team has a chance to steal the puck away and score themselves. And opposing defenses in the NFL, all you got to do is get a stop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, dude, Buffalo couldn't get a stop in 13 seconds, first of all. Let's not forget about that. And then they couldn't get a stop in overtime. Like, I, they were given an opportunity to play defense, and they yeah. couldn't do it when it mattered. And that was the number one defense DVOA of the entire season on the field, and they couldn't get a stop. And if if I'm uh, McDermott, you know – I I hang my hat on defense. That's what I am. I'm a defensive specialist. I don't like, I love my chances. I just couldn't do it. You know what I mean? Like it is what it is. You know, there's a reason why Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. dude. Yeah.
1: And I think it just plays more into effect because you did have such a crazy back and forth game. You know, you've got 28 points scored in the fourth quarter and that's something that is you know people i think just wanted to see more football out of these two teams i mean we talked about it on apr saying that the winner of this game is probably going to be the you know the winner of the super bowl here um you know i know that the rams and niners are going to have uh you know some issues with that but i mean i i think these were the two best teams you know in football playing definitely in the afc playing you know in this game both amazing offenses. Both have good defenses. I mean, Kansas City took a a little bit while, a little bit longer to get their, you know, defense up to par. But, like, these two teams are incredible football teams. And, I mean, we showed it. We had 78 points. Um, Granted, six of those were in overtime. But, you know, the highest uh, over-under for the week, we knew that this was going to be a high-scoring game with good defenses there, too. Um, So... Like I, I think that these two will probably. Well, I think Kansas City will probably win the uh, Super Bowl, um, you know, just because they were able to beat beat this Bills offense, which played a great football game, incredible yeah. football game. Allen was, I mean, it, they were if they were playing, you know, the Titans or the Bengals, they would have gotten that win. Uh, it's unfortunate that it had to go in the divisional series instead of the the AFC, you know, conference finals.
0: Yep. Chiefs are the betting favorite right now, six to five. So you're not even getting plus money betting on them, uh, against
1: or for the Super Bowl.
0: Super Bowl, that's our yeah, Super wow. Bowl odds. Rams yeah. two to one, Niners nine to two, Bengals eight to one.
1: Yeah,
0: so they it's definitely crazy. are the betting favorites. Yeah, <clears throat> and the market agrees. Uh, yeah, man, that was a crazy game, but let's transition to that Packers Niners game for a second. Um uh, obviously, like we knew this was gonna be a low scoring game given the weather conditions. uh um, it was gonna be this low scoring. I did
1: best bet of the week, baby. 23 points, though. Yeah, I know I, I know I know best bet of the week, but still I was I telling, mean, I was telling my full- cousin
0: when it was uh seven nothing. I was like, bro, in this weather, seven nothing might as well be 10 nothing because yeah. neither team can move the ball. Like yeah, neither team was was moving the ball after that point once it started snowing and shit. Um and it, it brings up an interesting point because, like, all right, where do the Packers go from here, dude? Because they were seen before this loss as a clear cut favorite to win the Super Bowl. Yep. Everyone pre- pretty much said that they were going to win the NFC. Aaron Rodgers once again loses in the playoffs. And dude, I, nice. I know the weather, I know the weather sucked, but like, he was not good in that game other than that first yeah. drive. After that first yeah. drive, it was a wrap.
1: I just kind of find it funny because that was something that they were pushing is that you have to go through Lambo. You have to, you know, we're used to this and, you know, we're going to be, we're going to have such an advantage because we are used to playing in the cold weather. And and granted it was fucking cold. Um, But like they, there was so much talk about how much of a, of an advantage they had coming into this game. And I mean, I I guess we saw it in the first drive. I mean, it was the only offensive touchdown that we had in the game. Um, You know, was the Packers there in the first quarter. But, I mean, both offenses were not good. Yeah, at all. Yeah. I mean, your top rusher is 53 yards. Uh, That's – That was
0: a surprising thing to me, too, is like, I thought both teams would run the ball a little bit better and mm-hmm. neither team could really run the ball very well. And that was really yep. the most shocking thing to me. I don't know if that has to do with weather or not, but I mean, the fact that the Niners went on a blocked punt touchdown, dude, their offense generated six points and they won a game. Like, well, they went that on is crazy, <laughs> dude. But
1: <laughs> Okay. I see where you're coming from on that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Not because that... they got two field goals, but if they didn't get that blocked punt,
1: Oh, playing yeah. Touchdown! No, they absolutely. lose the
0: game ten to six. Like
1: yeah.
0: that, special teams cost the Packers twice, dude. They had a missed field goal and a fucking block kick, uh, touchdown, dude. Which, mm-hmm. well, the field goal was blocked too, fucking twice in the game, dude. Yeah, just incredible. And Packers special teams has been bad all week. Even Matt Lafleur was quote was quoted. I just hope they don't let us down in the game. Like he yeah. said that prior to the game even starting, and sure enough cost them but again Packers offense if they just generated one more touchdown this game is way out of question and they couldn't do it mm-hmm. you know what I mean so there's just as much to blame
1: yeah it was it was definitely interesting Um, you know and you know part of me wonders why the Packers didn't run the ball as much as as they should have in my opinion I mean they only had yeah. 20 carries throughout the whole game Um, and you know when you're in that bad of weather when I mean, Rogers was 66%. That's not bad. But, uh, like, why aren't you running the ball? Uh, you've got A.J. Dillon, which we were talking about being, like, this is his his type of football game. You've got Jones. Like, why not push that, especially when, you know, the offensive firepower isn't, you know, isn't there through the, the air? Um, I mean, I, I, we can't forget how good of a game – really both of these defenses played um yeah. you know i think that's a you know a huge yeah, the a huge niners push. really
0: adjusted after that first drive because i mean the packers moved down the field with ease that first possession like yep it was crazy and then i saw someone on twitter he like broke down uh, a few of the plays in the fourth quarter that aaron Rodgers had and when he threw that deep pass to Devontae adams when he was like triple teamed he yeah. had Alan Lazard wide open for like a twenty yep. yard gain, dude, and fucking pass it up because yep. he only trusts Devontae Adams, dude. Like, came back to haunt him, dude. And then that he also trusts Randall Cobb too much. On that one third down play to Cobb, he like forced it to Cobb, and he had uh someone over the top like wide open. Yeah. What do you think happens
1: to what's what do you think is next for Rodgers? Do you think he's done as a as a Packer? I think he's done it as a Packer. Uh, I think we'll see him somewhere else next year. There's like, there's a couple teams that definitely need QBs and um, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about one of them, I think coming up here. Um, but I, yeah, I, I don't think we see him as a Packer anymore. Uh, I think it's going to be too much disappointment on, on both sides. Um, too much disappointment from the, you know, the head office of the the Packers trying to bend everything for another loss in the playoffs um, a lot earlier than, than they should have, um, especially to the Niners. I know that that hurts. Um, and then I think it's too much for, you know, for Rogers. I think he's just been one. I think he's been too much out of the, the focus of the game this year, um, you know, doing all of his, his shows, doing all of his commercials, um, you know, and, and dealing with all of this vaccination stuff that he's going to want kind of a, a, a fresh start somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, man,
0: I wouldn't even be shocked if he retires, dude. Yeah, could definitely happen.
1: I mean, that, I, I think he's, he's a, got another two years though.
0: I'm not saying he can't play anymore, but I mean, he's just a different cat, dude. Like, yeah. we know this, and he's I too just smart don't football. Yeah, well, I don't <laughs> know about all that, but I just don't like. I, I just don't, I mean, obviously there's going to be teams that want him if he doesn't want to play for the Packers anymore, but he said multiple times this year that it, he only wants to play for the Packers. He said it was the funnest year of his or most mm. fun year of his career, but then losing like that, I think it's just like so disappointing, dude, that it's just like, I, I could, obviously you don't want to go off like that, but I could see where he's just like, dude, do I really want to do this anymore? Like I have yeah. all this money, I could fucking chill in Hawaii with my fucking girlfriend, and you know, do whatever the fuck holistic shit I want to do. Like, <laughs> I just, I just don't know, dude. I could very well see him retiring.
1: I think uh, he's
0: going to uh, one of these Southern Florida teams. Who the the Buccaneers? I do. Yep. All right. Well, let me hear the theory on this. So, Bucks lose thirty to twenty seven. Amazing comeback by the Buccaneers, though. I mean, dude. Yeah. Tom Brady, if you had any doubts before, this man is certainly God's child, dude. Like the stars had to perfectly align for the Bucs to get into that game, dude. And like everything perfectly aligned. Somehow Matthew Stafford defeated God's will or something, dude. Like, yeah. Because the Rams pulled it off. I had, I thought when they Bucks tied it, I was like, dude, the Bucs are going to win this game for sure, dude. Yeah.
1: Oh, let I me just hear... don't understand how you can leave Cooper Cup open like that twice, bro. Twice, not coverage, once, but twice.
0: But let me hear. Let me hear your. You have this, uh, this theory of Rodgers I mean, playing for the Bucks. Let me hear you.
1: I just think. Uh, I mean, I think from what we're hearing on the Brady front, I don't think he's going to be back for another year. Um, you've been getting some kind of cryptic messages from Giselle on, um, you know, on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, um, which, you know, kind of makes me feel like the decision has already been made. And it's not necessarily Tom's decision, but it's, you know, it's more so kind of her decision. Um, I'm sure. I'm not sure, but I'm guessing it was probably let's just go to Tampa Bay and play for a year. But then you win the Super Bowl, and you can't just Like, you have that option to play again and and win another Super Bowl. And when you had everybody coming back, you thought that this was going to be the team to, you know, go back to back. Um, And then it it doesn't happen. You know he wants to spend time with his kids. And, you know, I I think that this is just – it's probably going to be the end for Tom Brady here. And why not go out on top with, you know, every single record – not every single, but, you know, a lot of records – you know, in intact. And I just don't think he needs to prove to himself or anybody else that he needs to play anymore. And they still have, you know, great offensive power. I don't think Trask is ready yet. I mean, he didn't even get a single snap this year. Um, I don't think they have trust in, in Trask. So.
0: You I also know, have a really
1: tough schedule next year. Yeah.
0: They have to play the Packers, Chiefs. Well, who knows what the Packers are going to be, but they have to play yeah. the Chiefs, Rams, Bengals, Seahawks, Ravens, and then obviously their division, Panthers, Saints, Falcons. And they go on the road to Cardinals, Niners, Steelers, Browns, and then obviously Saints, Falcons, Panthers, and Cowboys, dude. That's a tough yeah. schedule, bro.
1: It is. And if you have Trask back there, I don't think they're winning five, six games. And I think to have because they have such a flow going in Tampa Bay right now, you know, another playoff, you know, playoff, uh, you know, run this year, the Super Bowl last year. I mean, it's, it's I'm mentioning the where- schedule as
0: in like Brady could look at that, you know, 44 years old and be like, dude, do I like do we even have a legitimate shot? Because they're going to they're yeah. probably going to lose Godwin to free agency. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And their defense, dude, remember what I said? in the beginning of the year ben you never stay the same you either get worse or you get better there's yep. no in between and they kept everybody to run it back and they got yep. worse you yep. know what
1: i mean well i think you can you you can fairly well know that if you have i mean maybe they can lose godwin because you've got Devonte adams following aaron Rodgers round so you know if you had Evans and well, do they have the money for that is
0: the question because Evans I mean, is making a lot of money
1: yeah I think you find a way if that's if that's a possibility I mean Grong will take Nichols at this point if he has a, a good shot to you know win another Super Bowl and I think like yes it's a hard schedule but if you're adding if you're if you're losing Godwin and Brady but you're adding Rogers and Adams I think that's a, you know, that's a, a pretty good trade there. Um, you know, so there's that, a, but...
0: well, there's a line out on if Brady will retire in the offseason. No hmm. is minus 700. So they're saying heavy favorite. He comes back. Yes. Yeah. Plus 550. <sighs> I don't know it's not a real it's no book has this out this is like a fucking betting publication making their own odds but i agree with you dude i think that you know he came out on saturday night or saturday or whatever day it was before the game and he had that quote of saying like this could be it you know Mm -hmm. like he doesn't know if he can play another year and I mean, the guy's 44 years old, dude. Like, yeah. this is incredible what we're seeing, dude. This is unprecedented. You know what yeah. I mean? And he's going to be 45 next year. I mean, can, can he do it? That yes, pounding?
1: But does he want to? I mean, and, you know. There's nothing left is, to prove. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's got all the records. He's, you know, at least the records that he wants. He's got plenty of money, plenty of rings. Um, um why not go and spend that time with your supermodel girlfriend or sorry, wife. And you know, the last few years of your kids being kids. Yeah. Like I think it would be a smart move for him to do that. He's already got
0: all the money in the world. You don't have yeah. to do shit, dude. Yeah. No. Um, what's your, what's your thoughts on the NFC championship next week? Rams Niners.
1: My big question is, cause can the Niners beat the Rams three times? Yeah. A early line is uh rams three. minus three and a half yeah um, uh, What what's the last
0: team to beat a team three times in a season i have no idea to beat a team three times in a season let's see 2009 Cowboys over Eagles, 2008 Pittsburgh over Baltimore, 2004 Rams over Seattle. So it's happened a few times. Yeah, definitely. Since 1950. It's happened 17
1: times. So, I mean, numbers, numbers kind of, I mean, if it's a crapshoot. Total yards and offense, and um, you yeah, know, over the the playoffs is a whole two yards difference. Niners D is allowing more yardage but less points by like five and a half, which is crazy. I mean, this is going to be a hell of a game. Um, yeah. I, I I lean San Francisco because they've been doing the like inevitable, but I wouldn't. I'll put a bet, you know, in this weekend once, you know, things are closer to it. I mean, if I can go three weeks in a row, let's go. Um, But like, I I think the Rams are a better team when they put things together and the way they played up against Tampa Bay, if they play that game, then I think the Rams are taking it. Um, If they kind of sway from that, uh, you know, I can see the Niners getting a W here. Um, Niners are, you know they their offense is so kind of uh it's such a question mark on what plays they're going to throw in there what kind of tricky plays that they're going to throw in and it always seems to happen against the Rams um which it just plays into a you know a whole different style of football since
0: 2018, Kyle Shanahan six and two against the Rams.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's he's had their numbers, um, even
0: in like shitty years, like last year, dude. The Niners weren't a good team, and they they beat the Rams twice, twice. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, I mean, I'll take that back. I lean Rams here, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Niners take it. Especially with three and a half that that hook on there, I think it's going to be a close game. I would take the under and I would take the the three and a half just because of that hook. Um, but the Niners
0: didn't have Jimmy G at quarterback. <clears throat> I would hammer the Niners. Yep. But the Rams have a better defense than the Packers, and the Niners couldn't even move the ball
1: against the Packers. Well, yeah, but we're going to be talking about sixty degree weather versus. I was going to say given the weather, too. But, you know, I I don't put a lot of those, you know, those drops on Jimmy G. I put a lot of those drops on the Niners wide receivers. Um, They could not hold on to the ball. They were, you know, in their chest. Well, I mean, he also made a very dumbass throw. Oh, we did. We know that that's going to happen with Jimmy G. But But if that that happens
0: this game, dude, it's, it's curtains, bro. It can't happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the Rams have been playing well, dude. And also the Niners secondary is like the weakness of their team. They have been playing better. I will give them that. They have definitely been playing better, but it's still their weakness. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's the Buccaneers weakness and the Rams exploited it all day.
1: Yeah. Yep. You
0: know, that was my biggest concern about the Rams was, were they going to be able to run the ball? They couldn't run the ball, but it didn't matter because they were able to throw the ball all over the Bucks, Yep. And then they had a couple, like, crazy turnovers, which, you know, freakish turnovers. That one at the goal line by Cam Akers. I mean, dude, the Rams could have won this game by, like, 14 points if it wasn't for some dumbass yep. turnovers, dude.
1: Yep. He had two drops. Two Just
0: crazy shit. Crazy yep. shit. Um, and then let's talk about the AFC Championship real quick. So you got your leaning Rams – Leaning Rams, yeah. Yeah, I, I have a lean on the Rams right now, too. And then uh AFC Championship Chiefs minus seven against Cincinnati over under 54.
1: First thing I, I thought know. about
0: was the over, but then I'm like, dude, the Bengals haven't been able to score in the last yeah, two weeks, dude. I was thinking that gonna say, concerns I don't,
1: me. I don't know about the over-under here. Um, especially 54 is pretty high. Um, you know, that would I I'd put Kansas City in getting 30-35, but Is is Cincinnati going to be able to score 20, you know, points there? Uh, They should, the way that their offense has been playing, but, you know, you know that Kansas City is going to really focus on, you know, that that pass game instead of, uh, you know, instead of mixing. Can Mixon play a big game? Yeah, but he hasn't showed it in the last couple weeks, which is a concern (sighs) for me on the Bengals' offense there. Um,
0: And one thing about the – Chiefs too is a you know Josh Allen really killed him on the ground but as far as like throwing the ball yeah he had some good passes here and there but dude they shut Stefan Diggs down they did Diggs did not have a good game at all and that's concerning if I'm a Bengals fan because like Jamar Chase went off last game Diggs went off against the Chiefs in the first game and they shut him down the second game like if they do the same thing to Chase you know How are the Bengals going to respond? And the Bengals haven't been able to put up points, dude. They put up yards. And also, the Chiefs have a good pass rush, dude. Yeah. And they have a better pass rush than the Titans. And the Titans got after Joe Burrow nine times. Yeah. Yep. Could be a long
1: day for Joey B. I mean, I'm not going to count him out, but. Uh, But this the Chiefs' team is just, that offense is so incredible. Mahomes is so incredible yeah sidearm throws underneath you know linebacker's arms really just continues to fucking kill it dude yep so chiefs minus seven yeah i'm on
0: chiefs minus seven yeah we'll be talking about this game later yep all right let's get a let's get a quick break we've uh We'll spend an hour talking some NFL football. So <laughs> we'll, we'll get a break in. We'll hop back in. We'll do our top five NBA NHL teams. And then we will also hit on a few other things, big sports topics of the weekend. Stay locked, stay loaded. We'll be right back.
1: It's NFL season, and that means it's time to gamble on football. Don't worry about spending endless nights researching games. We've got you covered. I'm Big Ball and Ben Larson. And
0: I'm Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks, lads.
1: And I'm Steady, Eddie Martin. And we are the APR Podcast. Join us every Thursday morning as we dive in and handicap every game of the upcoming week. Impress your friends and family with your newfound knowledge of NFL football. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll see you all there. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. All right, we are back. Make sure to check out APR this week as we are going to be talking about the AFC and NFC champs here, um, who we think are going to be winning these games. It's going to be a big, fun week, and uh, it'll be a quick one because we only got two games to uh, to focus on. But it is time. We are going to be moving into our second beers of the night. I'm excited for my second one. Yours looks really damn good. Uh, so tell me about that. So this is uh, from a brewery
0: I've never had a beer from. So this is a first. It's from Tox Brewing Company. It's a sour ale with blackberry, blueberry, lactose, and vanilla. I'm not even sure where those breweries from, to be honest. Uh, North Haven, Connecticut. There we go. There's a couple good ones out of North Haven. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, man, first time I've ever had a beer from this place. So very much looking forward to it. Haven't taken a sip yet, but the aroma, the smell is awesome. Hell yeah.
1: Mm. Mm -hmm. What percent? Six. Six. Okay. So nice and nice and light there. All right. My second beer is going to be, it's from Offshoot Beer Company, which is uh, kind of in collaboration with uh, the brewery. Um, And these guys are out of uh, Placentia, California. Um, This is a 6.9% uh new england hazy a double dry hopped hazy ipa it's got citra mosaic amarillo cashmere eldorado and simcoe hop so this is going to be a very hop heavy uh uh double ipa and uh sorry it's just double dry hopped uh it's just a just an ipa um but uh man i'm looking forward to it it smells incredible um it is pretty hazy so it'll it'll be a little bit thicker of a beer and uh Hopefully it's not gonna be too kind of bready. Nice.
0: Dude, Ben, first couple of sips of this. I'm not even gonna lie, dude. Mm. It kind of tastes like there's like sage or thyme in here, dude.
1: Okay. Okay. Little little herby.
0: A little weird.
1: Okay.
0: We'll see how it like, think- how it plays how on it- the palate.
1: Yeah, how it uh, as it gets a little bit warmer too, how it uh, how it changes.
0: Yep. All right, let's hop into our uh, top five uh, NBA and NHL teams. So Ben, NHL expert over here, has a uh, Barrels and Biscuits podcast with Howard from 92nd Beer Review. They have a new episode coming out uh, this week. Make sure to tap into that. Um, They talk about everything hockey related, and they have a, a guest on this week, right?
1: Yeah, we've got um wit from Bond Brothers on this week. He's talking about a uh, couple of barrel-aged beers that uh that he sent over. Um mine unfortunately took a little bit of time to uh to get here shipping-wise. It's still in New Mexico as we speak. So uh, I'll be uh, I'll be reviewing those two beers uh, on our next podcast. Um but nice. uh Ryan and Howard in 92nd beer review got um, you know two reviews in for the Bond Brothers and I had a uh I had a good uh What was it? A a Belgian quadruple. Um, Yeah, it was it was good. Very good. Um, So I was definitely check that podcast out. Nice, man.
0: Very much looking forward to it. But Ben does top five NHL teams. I hit the top five NBA teams. So last week, uh, Ben had Florida number one, Carolina Panthers. I'm sorry, Carolina Hurricanes, number two, Colorado Avalanche, number three. Tampa Bay Lightning, number four, and the New York Rangers, number five. So is there any changes this week, Ben? What's it looking like this week?
1: There are some changes, a little bit here and there, and I'm kind of – it's tough because we have got definitely have an honorable mention of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, They're third overall um, in the NHL, but I'm still keeping them a little bit off this list here um, of my top five teams. So honorable mention goes to Tampa Bay. Uh, they dropped down from four there, but part of that is because we're going to give number five to uh, the New York Rangers, seven three and zero on their you know in their last ten here. They're on a two game winning streak, and um, you know they've been playing some some really good hockey at the head of their division there. Um, you know sixty points in the league for you know a team that wasn't really supposed to be you know doing much here, and they just continue to win games. Uh, Shostakin is out of playing out of his mind right now um standing on his head as they say in the hockey world um and huge huge all-star game snub so um definitely definitely tough on that but new york rangers are going to be number five um number four we're going to go with pittsburgh um they've been dealing with some injuries this year but uh man they are they're hot right now they're on a five game winning streak eight and two in their last 10 um crosby has been hit and miss uh you know a little bit here Um, Malkin's finally getting back into things. Um, so, you know, we're going to look at, uh, at Pittsburgh, you know, with their great goaltending, you know, being number four on the list. Nice. All right. Number three, we're going to move to the, the, uh, who do we say Toronto is going to be at, uh, at number three, they've kind of moved down in the list, um, on in rankings for, you know, this uh, in the NHL, but a big part of that is going to be because they have, you know, some of the fewest games played. Um, You can put them in with, uh, with Carolina. Um, Wow. Carolina is missing off of my list here too. I had them at two and they should be sitting here at three. So at three, we're going to go Toronto and Carolina, Um, both 38, 38 games played. Um, which really keeps them off of the uh, the top points streak. When you have you know teams who are playing forty three games compared to it, um, so five games behind. You've got uh, you know Toronto who's seven and seven two and one in their last ten, um, and then you've got Carolina who's also seven two and one in their last ten. Um, just playing you know great hockey. We expect it from from Toronto. Um, Carolina is going to be kind of uh, you know less of less of an expect, uh, expectation there. Um, so we'll have them kind of at, a, a dual number three, because I messed up. Um, number two, we're going to have is Florida, um, same thing, punching young guys, uh, seven, two and one in their last 10. Uh, they're playing great, great home ice 21 and three at home, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, and the problem is, is that they're going to have a tough second half of the season with all of the away games. Um, they've played 24 home games and only 18 away games so you're going to have a kind of a way heavy second half of the season here but uh you know plus 48 in goal differential they're scoring goals they aren't letting a lot of goals you know in on on the defensive side and they're just they're young which is is kind of scary for this uh this Florida team but number one we have to move uh to Colorado uh they just jumped up into first place tonight with another win 9-0 1 in their last 10 they're on a seven game winning streak um and I mean you can't you have to take them as a, as the number of one kind of uh you know pick in the NHL. Uh plus 49 goal differential and that number just keeps climbing. Um so 18 2 and 1 at home, 11 6 and 2 away. Like this team wow. is just they're you know they're they're playing well. Only eight losses on the season out of 40 games. Uh well, eight regu- regulation losses. Um they do have three in overtime, but uh you know, if you put those overtime losses in there, they're 29-11 on the year, which is incredible in hockey. After a pretty slow start, too. Yeah. That's nuts.
0: Fuck the Avalanche. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, man. the NHL's picking up. They still have a, they still have makeup games, though, right? Yeah. They do.
1: Because that could be tough,
0: do. dude, if they have to ha- play, like, a lot of games on the back end of a schedule, too. Like, going into playoffs
1: yeah it's it's all over the place you've got some teams you've got uh i think the low is going to be the islanders at 34 and then your high is going to be 44 games so there's a dude, 10 game so difference crazy between dude the, yeah between your highs and lows there for a for
0: one league for that to be like that dude, that's insane usually it's like yep. two games or yep. <laughs> talking 10 all right let's hop into the top five nba teams so last week i had phoenix suns number one Miami Heat, number two, Memphis Grizzlies, number three, Golden State Warriors, number four, Milwaukee Bucks, number five. This week, the top five is not changing, except the order is changing. So I got number five Grizzlies, 32 and 17. They did lose three games this week, so they're going to slide down. Although they were missing, like, three key players, I'm still going to slide them down because they still have John Morant. Mm-hmm. Number four is going to be the Warriors, Um I am concerned about the scene, dude. They do need to make a trade for another ball handler. Uh, Steph d- does not look that good since no. breaking the three-point record. I mean, he is really struggling shooting the ball, dude. And if this continues, I am very concerned about this team. But they have the, they have everything in place to, like, make a good trade, dude. Yeah. So they can definitely do it. Uh, number three out of the Milwaukee Bucks, um, this last week, won all three of their games – getting healthy at the right time they beat the grizzlies and the bulls in two of those games so we're talking you know two top top seven teams in the league number two we still got the miami heat 30 and 17 on the year just incredible what eric spolstra has been able to do with this team not having jimmy butler and bam out of bio for a, a massive stretch really and they've really been able to hold down the fort uh, number one record in the East right now, Miami Heat, thirty and seventeen, and then number one still the Phoenix Suns, thirty seven and nine, best team in basketball. DeAndre Ayton has been hurt too, and they just still keep on trucking, dude. This is a great basketball team that is going to lose to the Bucks in the championship, probably. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there we go. Alright, so let's move on to the TMZ aspect of the podcast, and that is the Poor Me and Other section. Uh, These are going to be some things that we want to really just kind of just touch on and uh, make sure that we kind of include in the podcast. I mean, the first is going to be a a UFC item here. So on Saturday, uh, Naganyu defended his UFC heavyweight title versus uh, interim champ uh, Gagne uh, after a well-known contract dispute in the UFC Is this the last that we see of Ngannou? And kind of after the fight, it was reported that the UFC is going to be suing Francis uh, for kind of talking with Jake Paul's promotional company. Um, So what do you see with with Ngannou here?
0: I mean, this is honestly, I don't think it's being talked about enough because this is a momentous time in UFC history because it's often been reported that ufc fighters are underpaid undervalued but i it's a it's a tough subject because the ufc as a brand is bigger than any single fighter because we've seen fighters come and go in the ufc yeah and the ufc still continues to click mm-hmm. um and i think it's only i think the ufc's brand it only improves as ufc fighters get knocked out in boxing dude like yeah. it's just not a good look so I think this is it's it's dangerous territory for Francis because yes he deserves more money yes he is the heavyweight champ but where else is he gonna go dude yeah and he could talk to Jake Paul's promotion but Jake Paul only sold sixty five thousand pay per views his last fight that's not yeah. a lot of money dude Mm-mm. you know and there's all these reported talks of like these big mega fights but if you're only selling sixty five thousand pay per views dude you can't like that's nothing you know what i mean like that's literally nothing so i just i don't know where francis is gonna go like okay if he goes to fight jake paul cool but is it gonna sell more than a ufc fight who knows dude
1: yeah probably not and it would just really be a one-time deal for him too Uh, like yeah he'd make a you know a lot of money off of it through the promotions but that's pretty much it once you win a fight uh, because he he beat one of the paul brothers whoever he does decide um you know or hmm. if he's going to be one of these kind of pre-showcase fights like then the focus isn't on him and he's not going to get you know the the money that he'll necessarily want when you know he sees tyson making 10 million to fight jake paul or logan paul whichever one but that that Um, tyson
0: fight is the same thing like that's what's being reported but yeah how can you negotiate a 10 million dollar fight when jake paul's last fight didn't even they didn't even make four million dollars dude yeah they probably lost a ton of money in that fight because they had to pay people and they only made four million dollars in revenue dude yeah i mean at least on pay-per-view but i don't know how much they made in the actual stadium but yeah can't imagine it's like a shit ton of money. Like, I, I just think how much longer is this Jake Paul thing going to go on, dude? Because 65,000 oh, yeah. pay per view buys already tells us it's kind of lost its luster.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, because it's all fake. Um, <laughs> Basically, we've all I'm caught on to yeah, it, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we do know that, uh, you know, it's, you were telling me before, uh, when we were talking about this yesterday, the day before, um, you know, Nganu is a, you know, a, a boxer at heart. Um, so, you know, he will be able to kind of go back to the boxing world and, and still succeed, but you're not going to have the promotion levels that you have with UFC. I mean, UFC is just the, you know, the main fighting, you know, group that everyone knows about um you know unless you're just in the boxing world but UFC kind of takes over you know outside of the you know the MMA world so there needs to be another
0: MMA promotion that can rival UFC because right now UFC could throw out fucking John Boy like I don't even know they could throw out me dude yeah and they'll still make money like it doesn't matter because these fighters come and go so often in MMA you know what I mean like very rarely do you have guys that stick around for a big period of time dude so I mean UFC just has a stranglehold on these fighters unfortunately you know
1: Yeah. yeah
0: all right let's move on to the next one so MLB announced this week that robot umpires will be tested within AAA baseball to call balls and strikes this year are you excited to see this
1: and do you think that we'll see this in the big leagues I am super excited to see this. Um, Interesting. You know, if, if anything, to put more focus on the actual umpires within the big leagues, um, because they're going to have to step their game up to, you know, really make sure that they're, you know, they're getting things right. I mean, we saw within just this last, um, you know, within the last playoff, you know, series is that, there was so much differentiation between umpire and between umpire each game um, which you know causes some major issues when you're in you know big playoff races like that so i'm i'm excited to hopefully that one this will get rid of angel hernandez um out of the mlb and um you know this will kind of put a little bit more emphasis on actual umpiring in the the major league i think the union and the umpires union will you know stop this from happening in the big league but um again it'll just put a little bit more pressure on them to to get those calls right and to make a a standard for the strike zone because it's so different with every single umpire and that's just not That's not okay within within the big. So I'm stoked. They're going to be they're going to be testing this out, you know, in uh, in uh, in Vegas for the aviators. So I know we'll get out there and and see an aviators game with this um, and and kind of see how it goes firsthand. But you're going to have you're going to have the Albuquerque Ice Topes, the Charlotte Knights, El Paso Chihuahuas, the Las Vegas Aviators, Oklahoma City Dodgers, Reno Aces, Round Rock Express, Sacramento River Cats, Salt Lake Bees, Sugarland Skeeters, and the Tacoma Rainiers. The Triple A
0: baseball teams have the best
1: names. Dude. Oh yeah, come on, El Paso Chihuahuas.
0: Yeah, dude, it's like not even. They, oh man, it's great. The Salt Lake Bees. Man, like Ben. I thought we were gonna like agree on this, dude. Like, but we don't <laughs> at all. I think. I think umpires, especially MLB umpires, like, I'm going to be 100% frank, they're the best officials in professional sports. Of all the refs and officials, they are hands down the best, dude. I'm
1: almost like, just spitting my beer out right there. There's
0: no question about it. But I mean, like, dude, the NFL refs are, I mean, do we see, the problems we see in all these other sports, we don't really have them in baseball, especially since replay has been initiated. Are there bad calls? Yes, dude, there's going to be bad calls all the time, yeah. but... On a high percentage, dude, I mean, these. there's a website that literally tracks every ball and strike called by every umpire, and the worst umpire in Major League Baseball had a 93% average consistency rate, so of 2,830 pitches, he
1: only called 246 wrong. That's not that bad. I think we're just, I agree with you, 93% is, is good, but those numbers that we saw in the playoff games when things were amplified really... yeah, but it was it was really only one bad game by one umpire no we had multiples in the 80 to 85
0: percent area i mean it's just a little more heightened but i'm not opposed to the robot as long as it gets utilized with the human element because i do think that there is something to the human element that you just can't take away dude mm-hmm. And it, it is about consistency and I, I do think umpires are pretty consistent on I mean to hit a hundred percent is ridiculous. I guarantee oh, the yeah. robot umpires won't hit a hundred percent. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like cause there something could go wrong with the fucking I don't even know the technology they're gonna use. Yeah. Uh, but I mean even on like the T V, the game tracker it's a little tough to tell. Obviously technology is getting better, but I I think that there should be um like robot with a human element. Like I don't want a fucking like robot standing back there, and it's just like, strike, all. You know what I mean? Like, well,
1: no. I mean it's not going to be an actual robot. It's going to be like reviewed through cameras, and you know you're going to get a sign. How long is that going to take? I'm um, not long at all. Man. With the the AI that we have right now, that it'll be like a second. We'll see. I just I don't
0: think it's that big of an issue that this even needs to be an occur happening. I think it's a big issue, but it's not that big. Ninety three percent accuracy for the lowest rated umpire. Most of these umpires are like ninety seven percent. Pat Hodberg, four thousand pitches called
1: only two hundred twenty eight wrong. That's crazy. Yeah. I think it just got amplified within the playoffs because there were some majorly bad goals. No yeah, we'll, we'll see.
0: Um, but man, I really thought we were gonna agree on that. that's hella crazy I thought we had the same before we move on to best bets you Ben uh news came out today that MLB and MLBPA are gonna meet are again the players, two days in a row. are the players starting to feel some pressure as we get closer
1: to spring training? I think the owners are to be honest. Um, like from what I was, yeah. Yeah. I definitely think so. Um, from what I was reading that there were uh, kind of three major issues that the players brought out and owners are kind of uh, changing their tune on two of them. Um, so if the, the owners can change on two, then the, the players have to, you know, be open to changing on one. Um, so, you know, we may be able to to see a, a season start on time or at but least a couple if, weeks delayed.
0: If they have a strike, it will absolutely demolish everything baseball has built back since the strike in nineteen ninety one. Yep, like it's terrible, and we've seen with the NHL. NHL's had two strikes, but really since two thousand four, dude, they have never been the same, dude. Ever? Yeah. Yep. They they were once the third biggest league in in America. And now they're like the fifth. I, I just re- I saw a report that MLS is bigger than the NHL now, dude. Wow.
1: That's nuts. Yeah. That is nuts. brutal. And good thing is the baseball players and the players association and the owners met for a whole two hours today, which is better than the seven minutes that they did uh, pre-lockout. So that's good. Yeah.
0: I mean, we both said it when we first talked about it, when the off offseason first started. Closer we get to spring training, that's when things are going to heat up because players are going to realize, you know, once those checks don't start hitting – yeah, uh, you know, something's got to change. And then owners, same thing, dude. They can't afford another lockout, dude. They yeah. can't set the game back. So it should yeah. be interesting. We'll definitely be talking about the strike, you know, in the coming weeks as we uh, get told, because we are almost, dude, pitchers and catchers are supposed to report in like three and a half weeks. Dude. It's insane. Insane. <laughs> so we are really coming down to the wire. But all right, all right, all right. It's that time of the night for our best bets of the week. Last week, we went 1-3. I went 0-2. Ben went 1-1. One one. But Ben is red hot right now. So last week, Ben, you had Detroit Buffalo under 5.5. That was a W. And then you had Colorado minus one and 1.5. They won in overtime. But well, since it was overtime, they won by one goal. So yeah. they didn't cover the 1.5 puck line. What's your two best bets of the week this week?
1: I I mean I have to go with football here. Um, it's uh, it, it really is a must for me. Um, I still can't believe the heater that I'm on right now. So that could be a, a news for uh, you know going the opposite way or uh, or news for riding. Am I going to be able to go? 12 and 0 or am i going to go 10 and 2 now that's the big question um so we're going to try for that 12 and 0 and first thing we're going to do is we're going to go kansas city chiefs minus seven we're going to stick the spread this week um and uh you know yes it doesn't have as i mean its value is going to be good because you're going to be you know almost doubling your money there Uh, put 100 down and uh you know, win. I think like ninety-two fifty there. Um, if you put one hundred and ten down, you put a hundred. But um, I, I just think Kansas City's offense is too potent, um, especially with what Mahomes can do. I mean, we even saw him run for what sixty-five yards in the first half. Um, yeah. you know, against uh, the Bills, and um, that just adds another element to to this defense. And they were getting great running out of um, Clyde edwards lair out of McKinnon, um, and then. You know, the the emergence of Pringle um, and then to have Dale on top of that, this offense. Oh, and let's not forget about Kelsey. Um, this offense is just absolutely you know, potent there. And so we're going to go Kansas City Chiefs minus seven. And the second game we're going to go, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, um, and we're going to go San Francisco plus three and a half. Um, if it was sitting at three, I'd probably uh lean rams here but because that hook is there i think this is going to be an incredibly close game i'd flirt with the under as well um because it's sitting at 46 and a half Um, i think this is going to be a really low scoring game with the you know the level of these two defenses um and but because it's at three and a half i'm going to go with uh with san francisco here um i I think we're going to see a little bit more offense uh, in this game from san francisco because it's not in the the frigid weather um, we'll be able to see the, the you know ball getting ran, which the Niners always seem to do well against the Rams. Uh, even though the Rams have been kind of uh, you know stopping the run well, um, the Niners are going to have to uh, double team Cup, which is something that uh, you know that didn't happen this last weekend, and they can't let him get open like he did. But again, because of that hook at three and a half, I'm going to go with San Francisco here. Nice. Uh, my
0: two best bets of the week. I'm going to go Kansas City minus seven. Uh, I like the Chiefs here. I just think the Bengals, they're on a great run. Mm-hmm. Burrow has been excellent. Sacked nine times and still able to win. But yeah. they haven't been able to put up touchdowns, dude, against the Raiders, against the Titans. And field goals are not going to cut it against Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So give me Kansas City minus a seven. And then I'm going to go Toledo. We're going MAC basketball minus four against Buffalo. Toledo is one of the better teams in the MAC this year. Ryan Rollins having a phenomenal year. Great sophomore. Uh, Toledo top fifty offense in the country and top hundred defense in the country, which is top third in the in the nation. There's three hundred fifty teams, uh, so I like Toledo here at home against Buffalo to cover the four points. I definitely think they're the better team. So
1: give me the rockets all right let's go for zero this week i will definitely take that um all right so we got through our sports section of the podcast it is time to bring it back to beer to get our reviews of our two beers each uh you had the slush punch as your first beer so tell me how was that lone pie brewing company sour
0: and i was great the slush punch was a great beer definitely would drink it again definitely would buy it again this is a four seven five out of five Woo-wee. yeah the second one uh from Ink Brewing Company or Tox Brewing Company is called Ink. Not a big fan of this one, dude. So there is like a like sage time like aftertaste to it. And mm-hmm. it just like it just throws off because you get that sweet tartness, and then you just get like this overwhelming sensation of like herb. And it's just uh it's a strange mix. I don't hate it, I don't love it. So I'm gonna go three five out of five.
1: Okay, not bad at all. How nice. about your beer? Uh, I had the uh, Sierra Nevada, and this was the Atomic Torpedo. Was my first one, which was the Juicy West Coast <laughs> I, Double IPA. Um, this one was great beer. Um, I I enjoyed this one. It was um, it's a good balance between. I mean, it says it's a hazy. Uh, or sorry, a juicy West coast IPA, but it doesn't have that haziness to it. So you get that little bit of the East coast, a little bit of the West coast here coming in. Um, great hop balance here. Um, it was a, a really clean beer, crisp beer, um, great kind of fruity, fruity taste and fruity nose to it. Um, so we're going to go 4.25 um, on, on the atomic torpedo. Nice. Yeah. Um, with the second beer that i had which was the offshoot beer company the visions i so said this was the double dry hopped hazy ipa um and this is really good beer um this is has citra mosaic amarillo cashmere eldorado simcoe and you really get that hot flavor to it jordan i think you would absolutely love this beer Um, because it's a little, you you just get those, that, that hoppiness notes to it. Um, You get a little balance of that pine, a little bit of that fruit, a little bit of that tropical, um, which gives it a very kind of round um, kind of flavor to it. It is hazy, which is probably my only knock to it um, because it's a thick beer to drink. Um, Definitely not the thickest, but um, it's, it's got some depth to it. So we're going to give this one um, 6.9%, I think, I think it's, it's a great level for it um and we're gonna give this one a 4.5 um, Dang, two too high rating great dang. great beer um i'm super happy with the two that i uh, that i brought uh um, yeah. 2.2 and a 6.9 percent or two which is surprising hell yeah man love it yep all right so we will be back next week thank you everybody for uh for listening to the podcast we'll be next back next week with four more good beers um my two beers will be from Tavour since I just got my crate. Oh, no, excuse me. My two beers are going to be from uh, Bond Brothers next week. Um, the following week, it'll be from Tavour. But um, definitely go and, and don't wait on on the Tavour. Make sure to uh, use promo code TAPROOM. Get 10 bucks off that first purchase. It is well worth it, everybody. Um, they have great, great beers. And, um, man, it's it's beers that we would never get here in the Bay area. I'm sure it's the same in, in Vegas there too. So yep. thank you again for listening. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at taproom sports podcast. You can check out our Twitter, which is at taproom underscore sports, or you can just check out Jordan's, which is at Jordan rules, TSP or on Facebook. Just search the taproom sports podcast. Make sure to check out APR coming out on Friday. I want to say this week. Um, where Jordan and I are joined by uh, Steady Eddie to talk about the AFC NFC conference championships. It's going to be a great show. We're going to be deep diving into both of these games and uh, really, really taking a good look at, uh, at what's to come this uh, this next week. Make sure to check out TSP Wagers, where Jordan and I put out uh, you know sports bets on two games, an NHL and an, NF- an NBA. Um, game we did not do so hot this week which means that we're gonna have a bounce back and um you know some some good weeks happen some bad weeks happen but uh always continue to be that smart and uh, win that money so just a uh you know just an off week we'll be back strong this week make sure to check out biscuits and barrels as jordan was uh, mentioning earlier we are putting out a new podcast this week um that'll be out on wednesday where we have wit from the bond brothers talking about some barrel aged beers and then uh ryan and howard of 92nd beer review uh come on to the podcast and um and we discuss the first half of the nhl season um we're we're right there and in the thick of things um so was an all-star game uh early february february 5th i think fourth or fifth. um so yeah you made me here in vegas you made me uh look that up and I got it now I got it stuck in my head so um yeah there was uh there was a couple big snubs that we talk about um and surprising picks that we uh we go into um so make sure to check out that podcast it was a fun one this week so that's it thanks everybody again one more week we are on episode 76 thank you guys for uh all those who have been listening since episode one we're uh, we're closing Real. in quickly on uh, on a hundred, and uh, we're gonna have to yep. do something big for that. Maybe a, a live show out in Vegas or uh, out here in San Jose, um, and uh, we'll have some fun with that. Have some giveaways and uh, get some some thank yous out to the people for uh, you know for keeping up. When with will
0: hundred be around? That that'll be like for summertime. Eight. I want to say, no nah, after that twelve.
1: Yeah, it's gonna early, be like late summer, early fall.
0: it's gonna be fall like october
1: yeah yeah i think that's when we started october end of august early october or no september 52 weeks
0: in a year though ben
1: yeah and we started end of august early september
0: so yeah it would be like i keep forgetting it's like january dude yeah
1: end of summer early early fall definitely We got a waste. We got 24 more episodes. So we'll get there. We'll definitely get there. But uh, every day, thank you again. That's it. I'm Big Ball and Ben Larson here with Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lines. Let's go. See you next week. Peace.